Okay. Gambi though. I'm gonna mute you, Najee, because uh your your microphone is very distracting and it's it's not working. It seems like it's very choppy. So um class theta einge uh maka uh the hidden bias of science is universal language. Maka uh maka this class um not not the group I we we we're always talking about the language of you know how it will be beneficial for us to discuss in science and technology in Igbo language and on top of that today's class was naturally supposed to be if you look at the syllabus that I sent out in the beginning beginning of the semester which was over two months ago today's class is this topic so it's not a coincidence so it's not um it's not by design that I'm talking about this today. This is something that was planned two months ago. But we just happen to be talking about this topic today, and it's just by coincidence that we're also having today's class be on this very topic. So it's you know, it's it's very uh serendipitous that we should have this topic be on this this class be on this very topic today. So let's go ahead and and um jump right into today's discussion. Um, we're gonna be basing today's class on this article that is, um, that is written in the Atlantic.com website. This, web, this article was written by a man named Atom Hutner Koros. Um, it's called The Hidden Bias of Science's Universal Language. The subtitle says, the vast majority of scientific papers today are published in English. What gets lost when other languages get left out? So clearly, Onye did this paper, Burunuche, that's, 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 that there's something that's, that there's something that there's a disadvantage to having um, all scientific for 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 the uh for the universal language of science being in English, so let's kind of go this paper uh during this class and see what is it that this man is saying about Guinea Mary that there's a negative aspect to the universal language of English to be English. So let's let's see what his opinion is. Let's see what it is that that he has seen to be um, a disadvantage to this. So what I'm gonna do, I'm actually gonna read through this paper and I'm going to kind of break it down for you guys. So Gambido, Newton's Principia Mathematic, which is a written paper by Isaac Newton, um, was written in Latin. Einstein's first in influential paper was written in German. Marie Curie, Marie Curie is the person who discovered radiation. Her work was published in French, yet today's most scientific research around the world is published in a single language, and that is English. Since the middle of last century, things have shifted in the global scientific community. English is now so prevalent that in some non-English speaking countries like Germany, France, and Spain, English language academic papers outnumber publications in the country's own language several times over. Netherlands, one of the most extreme examples, this ratio is an astonishing 40 to 1. In the Netherlands, Europe, but it's a part of Europe that nobody really speaks of very often. And for every 40 papers that are published in English, only one is published in their native language. A 2012 study from the scientific research publication, um, Research Trends, examined an article collected by Scopus, the world's largest database for peer-reviewed journals. To qualify for inclusion in Scopus, a journal published in a language other than English must at the very least include English abstracts. Abstract will a summary of the entire uh, article. Of the more than 21,000 articles from 239 countries, 
currently in the database, the study found that 80% were written entirely in English, zeroing in on eight countries that produced a high number of scientific journals. The study also found that the ratio of English to non-English articles in the past few years had increased or remained stable in all but one. The Gulf, by Gulf, Mona, the divide, that's the division, that's the something that's keeping the, the, um, the distance between one and the other. So the gulf between English and the other languages means that non-English articles, when they get written at all, may reach a more limited audience. That's when there is a, that if there's, if something is written in English, that fewer people will be able to con consume. Like if if you if you write something in, for example, Igbo, less people will be able to understand it. Less people will be able to to read it. So if you publish something, Abuna, um, I went scientists, um, not publishing something in Igbo. That will that science something will be consumed by less people because not only do you have to be able to understand it, you also have to be a scientist. Absolutely. So there's only few, there's less Igbo people, but then then you have to be an Igbo scientist. So there's less, not every Igbo person is a scientist. So there's even this, the number of people that will fit into that category of people who understand that paper will be even smaller. Okay. So on SC, SC Imago Journal Rank, a system that ranks scientific journals by prestige based on the citations their articles receive elsewhere. All of the top 50 journals are published in English and originate from either the US or the UK. In short, scientists who want to produce influential globally recognized work most likely need to publish in English, which means They'll also likely have to attend English language conferences, read English language papers, and have English language discussions. In a 2005 case study of Korean scientists living in the UK, the researcher Kum Ju Hwang, then at the University of Leeds wrote, the reason that non-native English-speaking scientists have to use English at a cost of extreme time and effort. English as their first language. And on a take time, more time than Indi um native English speakers. On a take more time and effort. They'll have to even they need they take more time and effort to to do they do more work than in the uh, speaking English for their native language. The reason that these people have to use English is closely related to their continued efforts to be recognized as having international compatible quality and to gain the highest possible reputation. So the only reason that they're putting in this extra time is so that they can actually have this reputation. Otherwise, will they put the same effort? No. It wasn't always this way. As the science historian Michael Gorin explained in Aeon, which is another um, publication, earlier this year, from the 15th through the 17th century, Ebe 1600s, so, uh, I, be, I believe 1600s or is it 1800s? I think it's 1600s. Scientists typically conducted their work in two languages. Language, when discussing their work in conversation, and the Latin in their written work, or when corresponding with scientists outside of their home country. Since Latin was no specific nation's native tongue, and scholars all across Europe and Arabic societies could make equal use of it, no one owned the language. For these reasons, Latin became a fitting vehicle for claims about universal nature. Gordon wrote, 
But everyone in this conversation was polyglot. Polyglot meaning Hane Su Hane Su um di Chiche. So they, they speak multiple languages. I hear polyglot polyglot uh, So, but everyone in this conversation was polyglot, choosing the language to suit the audience. So, um, depending depending on onye han onye koku the the person that they're speaking to. Hawereki sina oh iwonyibo kamsuogi no kamsuogi nasuibo oh iwonye Britain kamsuogi in English. Oh, Ibu Onye China. Comes comes in a Chinese. You know, um take out. So they because in the Ahum Bo they speak all these multiple languages. Dika in the you know, there's people that live in China. Like they can no so no so not so Spanish, or not also not so English, or not so um Igbo. Um so he can speak to all these different people if he wants to. Depending on who he's talking to, he'll change his language. So the same way, back in those days, people were pe many people often spoke multiple languages, and that was normal. That was common at those at that those times, sixteen hundreds. It was very common, and scientists mostly many scientists could speak multiple languages, and all of them had to speak Latin because when they published papers, they published in Latin, and so they're discussing their work with their with the people at back home. They'll speak their own languages. But when they're speaking to the scientific community, they'll speak in Latin and they'll publish their papers in Latin. So that's how it was in those days. But as time went on, as I'll continue to read, you'll see that nowadays they've slowly started doing it, mostly in English. But I'm, as I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that point. So, <laughs> excuse me. So since Latin was no specific nation's native tongue, I think I read that part already. Where was I? I don't remember where I was. Let me just start from here. Since Latin polyglot. was no specific... Eh? Polyglot. Where was I? I don't see it. Oh, but everyone in this conversation was polyglot, choosing the language to suit the audience. When writing to international chemists, Swedes use Latin, when conversing with mining engineers, they opted for Swedish. As the scientific revolution progressed through 17th and 18th centuries, Gordon continued, Latin began to fall out of favor as the scientific language of choice. Theo Galilee published his discovery of the moons of Jupiter in the Latin Siderius Nuncius of 1610, but his later major works were in Italian. As he aimed for a more local audience for patronage and support, he switched languages. Newton's Principia, 1687, appeared in Latin, but his optics of 1704 was English. Latin translation, 1706. As, I'm loud. I'm loud. Sorry, I'll, I'll move my microphone. I, I just, sometimes people tell me I'm too quiet. I'm too, they can't hear me. So that's why I do that. Okay, but as this shift made it more difficult to, for scientists to understand work done outside of their home countries, the scientific community began to slowly consolidate its languages again. Early 19th century, just three, French, English, and German, accounted for the bulk of scientists' communication and published research. So, um, so, so because, you know, the way that, the way that, because people, people started publishing more and more in their own native languages, um, it just became more difficult for them to kind of communicate with one another, um, about all these different scientific works because they couldn't, because nobody was doing the whole Latin and also their own country. You know, people were no longer doing the multilingual something again. So, um, so, so that's why, you know, these types of things started happening. There was more disagreement and things like that. So they decided to consolidate the language. So they kind of just did three, which as, like I said, was French, English, and German. Um, and that was the bulk of the papers. So by the 20th century, 
by the 20th century of the by the second half of the 20th century, which is about the 90s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, um, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, and the 90s, only English remained dominant as the U.S. strengthened its place in the world and its influence in the global scientific community has continued to increase ever since. So when they say that, they're talking about after the Second World War. As a consequence, the scientific vocabularies of many languages have failed to keep pace with new developments and discoveries. In many languages, the word, the words quark, 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 a subatomic particle, and chromosome, for example, are simply transliterated from English languages. Like, so if you, if you go to Japanese, if you go to you know, Chinese, if you go to any other language, um, and you ask them, Ginebu, chromosome, in your language, um, chromosome, is gonna be just like, some kind of the way we sometimes do with words like window i guess it's something like or table or uh, car i guess it's something like moto or something like that there's no Igbo word that's moto it didn't come from anything but we kind of just came up with the word not to say that's a good or a bad thing in fact i think is i think we should come up with our own word but that's something that's meaningful to us that's my own belief but this is something that's common in many languages, but I honestly believe that, that people should really come up with something that's, that's significant to themselves, because I think that when you dilute a language like that, this is my own belief. I'm, this, I'm not reading this article. I'm telling you what I believe. I think that people should, in their languages, come up with things that are meaningful to themselves, because I think it's, it's helpful. As someone who studies psychology, I believe it's something that is helpful for learning and memory. When you have words that are meaningful to you in your language, it will help you to understand and learn and comprehend. So I don't think that all this transliteration, as they called it, where you just take a word from another language and you just kind of make it sound like something is as useful. It may be, unless it's actually meaningful to you, memorizing a, a sound, you're not really understanding the meaning. Unless that sound has a, unless that sound is meaningful to you in, in, in terms of definition and it's connected to other things that are meaningful to you that are that are relevant to that sound. So that's kind of my belief on that type of thing. But it's very common in many languages, not just not just Igbo and not just um, English, uh, you know, and not just not just Japanese or whatever. So let me continue. In many languages, the words quark and chromosome, for example, are simply transliterated from English. In a 2007 paper, the University of Melbourne linguist Joe Lo Bianco described the phenomenon of domain collapse or the progressive deterioration of competence in a language in high-level discourses. Um, as, as you enter into a specific region of a particular language, domain collapse bona when you enter into a specific like um religion christianity nalibo um, I went Oku Das. We have we have a a deep way of discussing religion in our language. In fact, I'm juro I'm I'm juro basara physics nibo. And they and I asked them, do we have a word for this thing in physics? Do we have a way? Can we have? Do we have somebody who can discuss this thing, a philosophical, like in deep and and give me definitions and all these things? They said yes, we have philosophy. We have people who can talk in detail. In fact, all these scholars in in religion and and these these PhDs in in, in And I said and I th and I thought to myself, I said yes, we have people who can speak about religion. But do we have people who can speak about this physics, this science? So this is in all Ihana about domain collapse. When you enter into specific subject matters, 
you find that we don't have a deep, we don't have as linguistic capabilities to discuss that in this language. And it's not just in Igbo. As this article is telling you now, it happens in other languages as well. And it's happening more and more in, um, it's happening more and more in multiple languages as a result of English being the dominant language used to discuss the sciences. So uh, let me go on in this reading. So Osina, in a 2007 paper, the University of Melbourne linguist Joe Lobianco described the phenomenon of domain collapse or the progressive deterioration of competence in a language in high level discourses. So there will be a particular segment of that language a particular subject area of that language that once you enter into that that language that subject matter all of a sudden there's less there's less ability to discuss that topic in that language it's like you're in the woods and there's many many trees and you're in a very very just just luxury just not luxurious how will i say this there's a very very um a uh, densely populated area of a forest where there's many trees, much much greenery, much wildlife in that area. Then, as you continue to enter, 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 enter into the into the forest, you start seeing less and less trees, less and less trees, until you enter into a place where there's just no trees at all. That area with no trees is like a place with no linguistic, no words in that language. The, the, let's say those trees represent the words available for that particular topic. So religion, Christianity. You just that's the densely populated area. I'm a I um you know different things like um because we have the we have the Bible. So you have people talking about um, onion zapota, you know, all these different things that we have in, in Christianity that, you know, people can just talk at detail because we have this gigantic 66, 66 book, uh, you know, novel called the Bible um, that people can use as a reference and go through it and continue to talk. People can talk for days because there's so much material you can go through. And that's the densely populated part of the language. But then once you go deep, deep, deep into the forest and you start to reach an area where you want to talk about physics and, and, and biology and chemistry, you don't see any more trees because nobody has written anything in Igbo about these topics. So that's where you start losing. Yeah, so that's the domain collapse that on a quote not this doc, document, not this article. So that's the what he says the progressive deterioration of competence in language in high-level discourses. So let me continue. In other words, as a language stops adapting to changes in a given field, it can eventually cease to be an effective means of communication in certain contexts altogether. So that's why, you know. And when we start talking in science and technology in Igbo language, there'll be certain areas where we just say, eh, Igbo doesn't have a word for that. And that's just the that's just all we can say is that Igbo has no word for that. And uh, we just have to use the English version of that word. And then it, all, well, all, it, it just ends after that. There's nothing more we can say. So, you know, nobody has, nobody, nobody even attempts to continue the conversation on that we just say the english version of that word okay so um let's continue this article somebody's trying to call in and it just it's, it's so distracting in many countries in many countries college level science education is now conducted in english partially because science studying science in english is good part preparation for a future scientific career and partially because the necessary words often don't exist in any other language. A 2014 report from the University of Oxford found that the use of English as the primary language of education in non-English speaking countries is on the rise. So in 2014, the University of Oxford found that the use of English mm -hmm as the primary language that's um a primary language of education so ulakoko that's um that's the primary language of education in non-english speaking countries is on the rise so that's 
um na beke na english um karere um asusu nala um the 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 place the, these places obodondia ni um even in primary and secondary school um and they said that they're doing it's happening more and more around the world and it's because of this thing that they're saying which is that there's dom domain collapse there's things that are being discussed there's places where these languages there, there's places where there's there's things that are there's changes that are happening in society that can't be discussed in their languages and in order for people to remain relevant these things need to be you, if your language can't can't be discussed in those if your uh, if these things can't be discussed in your language then your language becomes irrelevant for those to be discussed so anyway but even with english language science there's somebody that's trying to call this class i'm just like but even with english language science education around the world non native speakers are still often at a disadvantage so but even with english language science education around the world so even if you are in even if your country maduna science um nabeke so even though nekuzi umazi um science kamutana nabeke they're still at a disadvantage okay let's read why let's read uh this is true so processing the content processing the content of the lectures in a different language require a big energetic investment so these lectures your home at home no logi na indibegi is a different language so if you're not if you're not used to speaking english or if you're usually used to speak another language outside but you know you now come into classroom and they're now teaching you all these complex things in english okay shirike you you now ogata like you you won't it won't be easy so he's saying processing the contents of the lectures in a different language require a big energetic investment i mean it's not impossible but it's just not easy it's still something you can do so he's going to explain a little bit more to how you can do it processing the content of the lecture is a different language require a big energetic investment and a whole lot more concentration so uh you have to you know pay more attention and that i'm so this is somebody who's telling about his own experience um when he was doing this thing he himself has he's a phd but he's saying that it was more difficult for him he's processing the content excuse me uh he said that i am used to in my own language mexico uh on spanish um he said he is a biophysicist originally from mexico i was also shy to communicate with researchers from for fear of not understanding quite well what they were saying oh this is a woman this is a uh oh yeah oh wait uh Oh, why, why? Or she's a woman. She said, reading a research paper would take me a whole day or two, as opposed to a couple of hours. So when her, her mates are reading this one research paper, they maybe they'll read it in one hour. It may take her one or two days to finish reading the same paper. Nina, when she's home, she's speaking Spanish, but when she comes to school, she's speaking, she has to, she has to learn it in English. She's just telling what what why why this thing is difficult for her. So the um someone else is saying Sean Pereira, a researcher in um science communication from the Australian National University, described the current situation this way. The English language plays a dominant role. One could even call it a hegemony. As a consequence, minimal room or no room at all is allowed in communicators of other languages to participate in science in their own voice they are compelled to translate their ideas into english 
In practice, this attitude selects for only a very specific way of looking at the world, one that can make it easy to discount other types of information as nothing more than folklore. But knowledge that isn't produced via traditional academic research methods can still have scientific value. Indigenous tribes in Indonesia, for example, knew from their own oral histories how to recognize signs of an impeding earthquake, enabling them to flee to higher ground before the 2004 tsunami hit. Oh, okay, so in 2004, there was a tsunami. Tsunami uh, is a flood. It's when, um, is it Mbamiri? I think they call it, no, basically Nukumiri, like um, an ocean. When there's a wave, Mbili, that, 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 uh, it, 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 there's like a, a wave, a big ocean wave, ocean tide that comes and sweeps away um, an entire piece of land. So that's what a tsunami is. So there was a time in 2004 when there was a huge tsunami in, it's like a flood in, um, in a, in a town in, um, in, uh, where's this place? Uh, tsunami in Indonesia. So what they're saying is that there was a, there's some kind of myth that these people, these Indo indigenous people in Indonesia, they also had something from their oral history that was passed down that they knew this is not something that is in the normal the English scientific papers that Indy Beke have, but this is something that they pass down in their oral tradition. But because it's their oral tradition, it's not recognized as scientific. So what this paper is saying is that this thing is, is considered nothing more than folklore. But it, because it's not recognized as scientific, they'll never publish this in one of these journals. Because it's not it's not English and it's not it's not considered science, but because it's not recognized as science, this is going to be something that will be forgotten because of the way that we look at science today. So this can be lost in history if these people are if these people should not survive. This can be lost in history. This knowledge can be lost in history. Um. So. This is just one of the things that he's saying is a danger of the way things are going right now. So uh, he also says, similarly, the Luritja people of Central Australia have passed down an ancient legend of a deadly fire devil crashing from the sun to the earth, which geologists now believe describe a meteorite that landed around 4,700 years ago. So this is a, this is a legend that they now said that you know, scientists have now said it can be, it's true, but this was considered an ancient legend that these people believed, but it's actually based on something that truly happened. But these are things that you wouldn't consider to be science. So the question is, how should we see these things? So they're now saying it is all part of growing recognition that indigenous knowledge has a lot to offer the scientific community. The BBC wrote in an article describing the Luritja story, but there is a problem. Indigenous languages are dying off at an alarming rate, making it increasingly difficult for scientists and other experts to benefit from such knowledge. Science's language bias, in other words, extends beyond what's printed on the page of a research paper. As Pereira explained it, so long as English remains the gatekeeper to scientific discourse, shoehorning scientists of other cultural backgrounds into a single language comes with the great cost of losing their unique ways of communicating ideas. They gradually lose their own voice, he said, and over time, other ways of understanding the world can simply fade away. So that's it. I wanted to, that, and that's just enough time for us to go into our question and answer portion of the class. I know that we have Sunny who doesn't like to talk, <laughs> <laughs> and we have uh, Naji who is having microphone issues. 
And then we have Justin who has been having issues coming in and going out. So I don't know what kind of a conversation we can actually have today. So let's see if uh, Najee has any, has fixed his microphone issues. Yeah, yeah. As for me, I'm not what I'm not on a more day, more me who can hope much. So you don't have much to say? Mm, what I understand about the about me feeling a there were the most problem I'm well now, our own problem, and this English language, eating your line, and buy. So only I met some people, I had a got a Okay, about that, and I go up where English dominate everywhere. So now, because everything, no one in English, so they're fair the better. Other countries now that know English now for their language, or they favor those people. So the English is the most problem I'm well know one here now. Yeah, it's, it's a huge problem. So that's possible. Every country to be translating in their own language. When I could see something, Fabio from Mumaz, now so they are like when I bought Nobody, I'm not going to Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Even more now, when I was talking about English, we got a big problem to me, God. But sometimes I don't like how so they ask self. Even if not, I got a good idea. Because I'm more to know you now. So see, I got a thing. I got a I agree. Um. Oh, oh, Shurike, uh, for those people that are, um, that are not, you know, because, because you're constantly switching back and forth, you know, it, it, you're constantly switching back and forth. Mm. You're, you're in an environment where Maduna, Nasuna, even me now I'm, I'm speaking English but I'm trying to speak evil so it's hard as it is for me even though I'm making an effort but I'm doing it by choice what about those who don't want to <laughs> you know what I mean who are only doing it because they just need to get money they, they need to get a job but they're, they're forced to do it because yeah, yeah. you know me I'm doing it because I want to so I'm actually you know enjoying it but there's people who are not enjoying it. They just have to because it's like this is the only way I'm going to get a job, and it's almost like you're forcing them to learn a language that they don't they don't want to learn. They don't enjoy learning it. They don't want to. They don't feel, um, you know, it, it's it, it, it it's not it doesn't it, it doesn't benefit them beyond this this part of their life where it's like let me just do this for money. So now they now they're almost suffering because just to get money, and it may even ruin their social life somehow because now they almost alienate themselves from their friends and family just yeah. so that they can uh, assimilate into this environment in order to make the money do you see do you see how that's a problem yeah 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 how how okay yeah yeah so so um that's that's kind of the issue and um i think it's better how it was in the like they said in this in the 16th century or in the 17th century i can't remember which one they said i think it's better how it was that time when hasana um madu madu the polyglots latin so I think it's better that as it was at that time. How when their own yeah. universal language, yeah. How when that one that's you know um, the uh, the international community ne ne these um these things, 
but the thing about it is like that universal language can't be one that's one of these countries speak it's latin there's no no country that speaks latin as that the latin is their universal country mana um the universal language of science is english in the britain and the us gain where advantage nihina that's their native language so they yeah, speak, yeah, yeah. you see what i'm saying how get where advantage because they're speaking the language and everybody's writing for them so if they have that kind of you know um kind of language that is like nobody's native language but it's just something that is like you know something that is everybody has to kind of learn and keep everything in that in, in that format so that it's a, or even something that's symbolic you know there's somebody that was that was that I was um um there was somebody that I was talking to about um programming languages um I, I don't know this is kind of by the way because I I do software development and I was talking to um one of my coworkers at one time and as asem na um achomi may develop develop um a a programming language a coding language um that uh fun, uh that the basis of the programming language bo ibo language nihina need ibo a a software developer an engine a computer engineer or coder igahona the language the syntax of the software code bo english igahona the code like if you if you're typing you'll see certain things they'll say like c out or print f print is an english word out is an english word um what else they have certain words like um int which is based on integer or char which is based on the word character which is e which is all english words abruna your 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 native language also so gebona boibo you got hold these letters and be like gebo here like you just kind of it, it won't mean anything to you but if you're english if you're an english speaker these 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 uh words will have meaning to you so you'll remember them easily so um so i was telling this person you know what i want to create a language of so programming language that is intuitive to an english to an ebo speaker because that will be advantageous to us because then people will learn it easily and will be able to create programs for themselves and you know it will be an advantageous to us and she was like then she herself who is from india she said or you can make a universal because you know if some if you tell somebody that you, if there's some a different culture they'll say oh you should make one for everybody you know so she now said or you can make one that's a universal language that's based on symbols that everybody can understand so you know these are the type of things that people need to think if people were really um in interested in everybody benefiting from their system these are the type of things that people will be thinking about how can this thing benefit everybody instead of oh let me see make sure this is easy for me so um yeah so if if they were to make something or make make something that would like you know be symbolic so that everybody will understand it or make it so that it's only you know so that there's a third language that um like latin that everybody just has to if you want to publish a paper everybody speaks it or even just have something within certain communities that you publish or i don't know but i just believe that if we're going to be teaching these things we should be mindful of the fact that not everybody speaks english and not everybody should be forced to speak english in order to know scientific information we should we we should have something some kind of system and some kind of way that these things are passed down to the trickle down effect as, as they call it because right now there's a brain drain everybody is leaving and people try to explain why these things happen why people from other countries from from developing countries all all the intelligent people as they call them supposedly supposedly intelligent people all want to leave their native countries to run to america or run to the west and the answer is not that there's something wrong with that native country there's more to the story there's always more to the story you have to follow the follow the details and that will tell you the answer you have to look beyond the surface because there everybody will give you an answer that's so quick and easy 
But if you look beyond the surface, you'll find the real true answer. The true answer is never easy. The true answer is never easy to find because if the true answer was easy to find, everybody will have the answer and the solution will be easy to, to solve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. Very so yeah. Even in the even in the in the group, uh, I'm a fully I'm a effort and your best, dear. How you are trying to make things very easy. <laughs> you're just you're just try, you're trying. You're trying. I'm always following you. <laughs> I mean, I say, I say I do what I can, but anyway, it's it's it's. It's not easy, and it's one of those things where you know you 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 just do the thing that you can. If it makes an impact, it'll make an impact. But the thing about it is, like, when you do these things, you don't do them for your own glorification. Because Oburuna, you may have for your own, you know, ot, uh, is it otitogi or whatever. Yeah. If you do it for your own glory, uh. you you get you you end up not achieving the goal like some people will do something they'll say okay well if the only way i'll do this is if i if i you know they compromise the integrity of what they're doing for the sake of you know maybe i can get some extra something out of it while i'm get while i'm while i'm helping people but the fact that like some of these pastors that say well let me get some money while i'm doing while i'm promoting this thing and I don't know, so it's not like that. He's, he always tells me, you know, we don't, you know, don't worry about, don't get, don't try to, you know, um, get money from people or don't try to do this or this from people because that would compromise the integrity of what you're doing. So I, 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 I respect him for that so much because, you know, when you try to do things for, for your, you, when you try to gain glory for yourself in the process of, trying to help people in the end of the day you're not helping people but you can you can help when you help people oftentimes your help will come because people will see the good that you're doing and yes. i don't know it's, it's hard to explain but you know no i understand um, i understand you i understand you not everything somebody yeah. yeah you're supposed you're supposed to know the reason behind why you're doing what you're doing because the thing about it's like there's a time that i wanted to do something and I, I told somebody that I was going to need is I wanted to do an event for for Africans for India Africa, and the person was telling me, and I was telling the person that I may need funding. I told the person that you know, um, I I I need I may need funding for the something, and the person told me is this is something that I want to do here in America here in U.S. It was some kind of a, a fundraiser. I told the person I may need fundraiser to do this event funding to do this event, and she told me. She told me, what is your mission? What is your, who are you trying to benefit in this thing? I thought I'm trying, I'm trying to benefit African people, blah, blah, blah. And she said, you know, money is everywhere. She said the money, the money can come from anywhere. But she was like, you need to know the mission, the idea behind what you're doing. Because the end of the day, anybody can give you money. But if that person does not believe in what you believe in, that person will distract you from your mission and will corrupt your your purpose so that's why purpose is very very important so this whole thing what what that what that means is this um you can also do, like this whole thing with the scientific community or whatever whatever scientific ideas and evil a person can be go, trying to climb the corporate ladder and they think okay you know let me learn english in order to let me learn English and do science and blah, 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 blah. But if they don't ask themselves, why am I doing all of this? You can, you can learn English and know science or whatever, but you can prioritize English and learning science over your own family to the, to the, to the, to the point where you lose your family, you lose yourself, you lose your country, you lose everything just to chase this whole scientific advancement and everything like that and you don't you have nothing left because you've chased this thing down and you caught it 
but you've lost everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, it's, so the question is, everything is a sacrifice. You're always sacrificing something. You can't have everything. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Once you've eaten the cake, you don't have it anymore. Exactly. So, <laughs> so, so, you know, that's that's pretty much the 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 the, the basis of everything that I'm saying. So, you know, you just kind of have to this. You have to you have to at some point. Um decide what it is that you what it is that you're you truly want out of life and what you're sacrificing decide is this sacrifice worth it and so the sacrifice that i'm making by being a part of this group by pushing in the direction that i'm pushing when i do these videos when i when i when i say the things that i say when i do these classes you know, I know why I'm doing them. I I know the sacrifices that I'm making. Some you guys don't know some of these sacrifices that I'm making, but I know the sacrifices that I'm making. Um, I know the sacrifices that I'm willing to make. No, it's not. Um, not is everybody understands. Even as you are not speaking Igbo very well, yeah. and you are trying in order to make other people to, you know, to be okay in our language. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody really appreciate. I mean, some people are following. Just watch your comments and your your voice call. You see that people are trying to follow you to to tell to tell you that they understand what you mean. You know, I watch people's comment. Watch, watch how people are trying to to you know to is is Yes, what you said is truth. You know, it's not <laughs> okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't, just, I don't too much like to talk, you know. Yeah, I just hope that I, I'm, 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 I'm glad because I'm, I'm what I'm glad, what I'm glad about is not that people are following me. What I'm glad about is that minds are being open, minds are being, you know, um, are being, are seeing the truth, you know. Um, yeah, I think yeah. that there will be some bright minds that will come out of this group. I really do. I think that there will be yeah. bright minds that will, that will change, that will change things. I really believe that and I hope that will happen. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. my big hope. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That will just do something special for their community. That's my that's my yeah, hope. Yeah. That is what God wants. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I think class I think it's a good place to end class today. Um so I connection must have cut. Sonny's connection must have cut and uh I think Naji's connection is gone. So I'm going to go ahead and end class at this point because there's no point in talking to myself. So Ndeunu, um, thank you for coming, everybody. Bye-bye now.